I do warn our viewers in this piece, some of what you may see is disturbing. Around four in the morning, thousands of Palestinians are already camped out by the coastal road in western Gaza City. Humanitarian aid trucks are reportedly en route, a rarity in northern Gaza, where hundreds of thousands are now on the brink of famine. As the convoy passes an Israeli military checkpoint and enters Gaza City, hundreds desperate for food swarm the trucks, as seen in this drone video released by the Israeli military. Many climb onto the trucks, grabbing what they can, when suddenly... The Israeli military opens fire, killing and wounding about 20 people in the crowd, according to local journalist Khader al-Zanun, who was on the scene. Pandemonium ensues. As people run away, eyewitnesses say the truck drivers speed off, killing dozens more people. The Palestinian Ministry of Health says at least 104 people were killed altogether and more than 700 injured. CNN is unable to independently confirm those numbers. The Israeli military acknowledges its troops shot people near the convoy, but says the gunfire was unrelated and came after people were already killed in a stampede. In a second event, in a short distance away, we also had a, a group of people that approached the military forces in a war zone, um, the forces opened fire in the air to distance them, warning fire, in order to get people out of harm's way. Unfortunately, they proceeded to advance, and indeed they're a perceived threat, um, and the forces opened fire. Of course, I will say we're continuing to investigate, continuing to inquire in our after-actions activities. That account contradicted by eyewitnesses, who say Israeli gunfire triggered the mass panic. Our children die of hunger. They went to get a bag of flour in order to feed their children. Some were run over, others were shot, so they send us the aid so that the Israelis can keep shooting at our children. This is wrong. This is not right. This is not right. The latest victims killed on a day when the death toll in Gaza surpassed 30,000, according to the Palestinian Ministry of Health, a majority of whom are women and children. More may soon die of starvation, as the World Food Program warns that more than half a million Gazans are on the brink of famine. We are talking about a man-made uh, famine because in, in, we, we have a kind of a total blockage uh, for the people who are living in the north. There is not even enough of animal food, animal fodder for people to eat or to do bread with animal uh, fodder. That desperation brought Tamar Atta al-Shimbari to that coastal road early Thursday morning. He went to get a bit of bread, a bag of flour for his family, displaced at the schools in Jabalia camp. Now he lies dead, killed while trying to survive. And Aaron, the critical backdrop to all of this, of course, are those ongoing negotiations to secure a temporary ceasefire in Gaza. And make no mistake, that ceasefire clearly is more essential than ever in order to get that humanitarian aid into Gaza. It is because so few humanitarian aid trucks have been able to make their way into northern Gaza that we saw this situation unfold the way it did. But this incident today, as much as it highlights that need, it also could impact those negotiations. And President Biden tonight saying that he believes that it will complicate those negotiations going forward. Aaron. Jeremy, thank you very much. Live from Tel Aviv.
And out front now, the Democratic Congressman Tom Suozzi of New York. This is his first national TV interview since he was sworn in to replace the disgraced Republican Congressman George Santos. Uh, Congressman, a lot to speak with you about tonight, and, and thank you so much for being here uh, in your, of course, home state. Um, you call yourself an unequivocal supporter of Israel. Obviously, that's a hard report to watch as we try to understand what happened. Uh, more than 100 people killed today at that humanitarian site, a guy going to get flour, and he's dead. Um, when you see that, does that give you pause uh, in support for what Israel's doing? Well, I'm going to always remain unequivocally supportive of Israel. Um, of course, you'd have to be inhuman to not see pictures like that and not be moved by it. There's tremendous suffering going on. Uh, I went to Israel in December uh, and went to Gaza, went to the Gaza envelope and saw the attacks on the kibbutzes. Mm -hmm. I saw so much carnage. It was just, it was awful. Um, I think everybody would love to see a ceasefire. Hamas should surrender their weapons, release the hostages, and we can try and talk about a path forward. We need to have some sort of negotiated settlement whereby we know that Hamas is disarmed. Hamas is not some loose confederation of desert soldiers. They are a sophisticated, disciplined terror army whose mission is to destroy Israel and kill Jews. That's their mission. So, you know, sources tell CNN, and, and I, I've heard from people who have, you know, seen this, President Biden's very frustrated with the Israeli Prime Minister, Benjamin Netanyahu, and how he's choosing to handle this right now. He feels that Netanyahu's been ignoring him and obstructing humanitarian efforts um, in Gaza. And Biden has actually let some of that frustration, Congressman, show in public, uh, saying that the actions of uh, Israel are over the top, in his words, and he also said this. There are a lot of innocent people who are starving, a lot of innocent people who are in trouble and dying, and it's got to stop. Netanyahu so far does not appear to be heeding that. Is there more Biden needs to do? I think that the president is working really more behind the scenes uh, to try and build a coalition with the Sunni Arab states so that the Sunni Arab states and Israel and the Western world can work together as a bulwark against Iran uh, to not only rebuild Gaza, uh, but to prevent Iran from continuing its malicious activities uh, throughout the world, really, not just the region, but throughout the world. Uh, you know, this is, this is really hard stuff. It's painful, it's difficult, it's awful. Uh, but we can't forget that it was precipitated by going in and killing a bunch of innocent people in gruesome ways. And, uh, you know, Hamas... I did a bill back in 2018, a, a bipartisan bill with a guy named Mike Gallagher, who's now leaving Congress, unfortunately, a very talented Republican, yep. uh, called the Human Shields Act, where Hamas literally uses civilians to protect their armaments, to protect their troops. Yeah. So, all right, you mentioned uh, Gallagher, and that leads me to the question here. Obviously, uh, you, were, you won and, 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 and flipped the district. Uh, George Santos's district, uh, other Democrats, and you've got people like Gallagher leaving, Ken Buck. You've got people who may be in vulnerable districts, uh, Republicans leaving, opening the possibility for Democrats to pick up seats in November. This issue that we're talking about, though, is front and center for a lot of Democrats, certainly in Michigan, and you see it in a lot of communities. People don't see the Israel issue the way that you're laying it out. Um, when you came in today and you gave your speech about coming into Congress, what do you say to other Democrats who want to try to flip those seats? in the environment we're in right now? You have to talk to the people about what the people are concerned about. What are people concerned about? They're concerned about the chaos at the border. 
They're concerned about the cost of living, and they're concerned about the dysfunction that exists in Congress. A lot of the problems we have in our country uh, are not being addressed because all anybody does is yell and scream at each other. These are every issue we face is complicated, and you can't solve a complicated problem in an environment of fear and anger. You need people to sit down and talk to each other and try to find common ground. It can't be that everybody's just, you know, you're no good, no, you're no good, you know, a, a, a tweet, a speech, a press release. Yeah. You've got to build goodwill between people and try to work together to solve problems. Congressman Swazi, I appreciate your time. Thank you very much.